0: Voices that inspire the extended interview. I am Ellie Rosario, and I'm the business manager at Jackson Properties. So we got talking
1: a little bit before we turned the mics on, and I just love your backstory. So how old were you when you found yourself arriving in Tallahassee? I was 15. And tell me a little of your family story.
0: Oof. We, God, you guys always go deep. The abbreviated version version is: um, My mom uh, did not. My mom had some mental illness issues and lost her job in Tampa. And then my uncle, for lack of a better word, came and rescued us um, from Puerto Rico and brought us up here to Tallahassee because we had friends here. And so my mom went away for a little bit to recover, and my brother and I stayed here, and I personally have been here ever since. So this town that probably at
1: first felt like you were entering into a foreign country. Yeah. Well, it was a foreign country. It was
0: 100% foreign. <laughs> but,
1: but it was also the south, unlike Tampa, which is really not the south. It's Florida. Right. What was it like for you as a 15-year-old? And and also, you're navigating your mother's issue. I mean, it must have been a challenging time.
0: It, it was. It was really hard. Um, I immediately felt and saw the divide between blacks and whites, and there were many—there were very few Latinos, so there was probably 10 altogether, including myself, my brother, and three of my friends. So there's probably five roaming around there somewhere in Lincoln High School— But it was, it was really tough because you really had to pick a side and kind of stick with it. And you weren't, you were not really given the opportunity to kind of make friends all throughout the different places, which in Puerto Rico, I mean, I look the way I do. I'm the brown girl with curls. My mom is the white girl with blonde hair. My dad is the brownish one with, you know, even tighter curls. So my best friend was blonde with green eyes. Like, for me, you know you come from a multi cultural place, even though they're all from Puerto Rico, but they all look different, so that wasn't an issue but here it was like, oh yeah, that matters a lot so that was that was tough
1: and and such an eye opening for a young person to hit mm-hmm. face on yeah. in those years when you're still trying to figure out who you are you know and I years. thought
0: I knew who I was yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I was telling you um when I first got here, back home, I thought I had that group of friends. And I'm still friends with some of them, actually, 30 years later. But it was like, it was a good time. I was 14, you know, getting ready to be 15. And and I had my friends, and I was doing great in school, and I was doing all the things that I enjoy, and all of a sudden, poof, everything got taken away. And then I ended up Tampa first for a few months, and then Tallahassee on Halloween Day, you know, what an irony. And then here I am, thirty years later, <laughs> this year, um, still in Tallahassee. So, what what has kept you here? I tried leaving for ten years, to be exact. Um, I became a pregnant, you know, teenager. So I had my daughter when I was seventeen, and you know, went to college. You know, did all that stuff, had jobs. But whenever all my friends, you know, were done with college, they had their parents' financial backup to go to other cities, and I didn't have that. I just had me, myself, and my daughter. And so back then, you know, there was in the remote works or anything like that where you had to go over there and go to the interviews. And I remember picking out a few cities, and I would go there and spend several days there and show up and give my resume and talk to people and then have to come back here. So then after 10 years, I just, I had to say this, because it's like, it kind of grows on you like a fungus. <laughs> you know but it did and and then now you can't get me out of here like I, now I travel a lot but then I always come back home which is now Tallahassee so you're not the first
1: person who has said that <laughs> the <laughs> fungus part <laughs> maybe don't not described as a fungus but there is something about Tallahassee that gets a hold of you yeah and I'm not I think it's a combination of its natural beauty and yeah. You know, you get to know people, you can make such interesting friendships here, It's you can access people in power easier, yes. you can
0: have a voice. You are 100% correct in all of the above. Um, I love being outdoors. I love sweating. I love exercising. That was something that I started doing, I believe, when I was in second grade. Um, so then I discovered everything that Tallahassee had to offer in that area. So like all the trails and on the waterways and then the all the sports You know, the city, I mean, for years, I was playing tennis with the city. And then my kids were doing something else. And even back then, my oldest one, Nikki, you know, you name it, for $35, you could do what? Okay, for, you know, for weeks on end. Um, And I just fell in love with that. I fell in love with the Canopy Roads. Like, even to this day, when I leave my younger two at McClay, I love going down that Meridian Road, It just, it's so pretty. And then sometimes you see the rays of the sun coming through. So I I fell in love with that. Um, I fell in love with the lack of commute. I'm from Puerto Rico, bumper to bumper, traffic nonstop. And I told myself, I will never live in a place where I would spend a part-time job in my car. So that's an hour or two a day. So I said absolutely not. I'm not going to do it to commute somewhere, you know. Uh, so that was another thing that kept me here. And then also, it was really easy to, and I say easy, you know, relatively. It was it was for me, you know, I, I was a pregnant mom, teenager mom, so it was easy for me to go to work, take care of my kid, and go to Florida State, all at the same time. And I know I would not have had that opportunity in a bigger city. 'Cause it was what, ten minutes to go anywhere, so everything was timed. You know, I'd get off at FSU at twelve fifteen, then I'd go home and see Nikki for a little bit, and then I'd start my shift at Publix at three o'clock, get off at midnight, you know, go study or run run first and then study and then go at a six AM class. Like it just it just worked because it was a ten, fifteen minute commute everywhere. So
1: I'm fascinated how you didn't let any of these little bumps in the road prevent you from finding your path. And it seems like now, I mean, as we were talking, Mm -hmm. you are on that path, you are, you're riding the wave. But early on with some of these sort of, you know, it's a challenge to be a teenager and have a child. Mm -hmm. And yet you navigated that and you got yourself through college. What do you think, where did that drive come from to stay on the path?
0: You know, I've been asked that several times and I'm not quite sure what the answer is. Someone said, oh, that's because you grew up in Catholic school. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you went to Catholic school. Um, I don't know. I I just, I, there were some things that I wanted to do and I wasn't going to let people derail me from that. And don't get me wrong. I got derailed several times along the way, whether it was with, you know, boyfriends, partnerships, you know, whatever. Um... I just stayed focused. You know, my friend Ime says, You're so disciplined. And and I am very disciplined in, in everything I do. I mean, when I got pregnant in high school, the counselor was like, Oh, you're never gonna amount to anything. Just just go ahead and graduate and get your GED because you'll never do anything. My mom was like, Oh my god, you have to get married. And you know, when I was in college. While I'm doing it, so many people were like, Oh, yeah, I tried it too. You're never gonna make it, it's just too hard. I never, at least, I don't remember of one person because you would think that if I, if that one person would have said something nice, I would have remembered it, right? Not one person said, You got this, just keep at it. It was just me, it was like, This is what I'm gonna do. I already had to pivot that I didn't go to med school because I had my kid. I knew what it was like. My mom was a physician. I I did not want to do that to my kid. And I said, fine, we'll, we'll just do something different and that's okay. Um, so I don't know the answer to that. I just, I'm like a horse, I guess. You put those blinders on the side and I just stay stay on my path. Um, well, congratulations to you for being able to do that. Thank
1: you. And, you know, and I'm... I'm sure in some ways having your daughter also gave you courage in ways that you might not have had if you didn't have her. I always
0: thank her. I was like, I wouldn't be here without you. I said, I wouldn't have done what I have done without you. It would have been different. I don't know what that different would have looked like, but I owe it all to Nikki. Like, just... I was not gonna let her down, and in the sense, I was not gonna let myself down. We were—I was already a statistic. We were not gonna keep going down that road, and so we didn't. And so,
1: tell me about your relationship with her now. <laughs> she calls
0: me or texts me every day. <laughs> she's in Atlanta, Georgia. She's been there almost three years now. So she's twenty-seven, um, and I mean, I call her my big baby girl you know, that's my big baby girl. So I, like I said, we text every day, you know, she's living her life in a non-suburban world that she loves. And, you know, I, she still inspires me. And, you know, we're going back home, all, all three of my kids and I to Puerto Rico to go to our roots, you know, in June, but she kept me going. Um, in every sense of the way. And then it's funny to see her now say, you weren't that nice to me when I was growing up, when she sees how I treat her other, her brother and sister. (laughs) And sometimes, and she's like, well, I never got that. I was like, baby girl, I was poor. I was dirt, poor. I was homeless. Like I had nothing, (laughs) you know? Um, I got a little bit more now. so. So that's why it's a little bit different. But yeah, she's... She's one of my joys. She's one-third of my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I can, I can feel it and hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating. You got me yeah, sweating. Yeah, <laughs> sorry.
1: I didn't make, didn't make you sweat. I was
0: like, oh, my baby girl. <laughs> uh, but,
1: you know, I have a 26-year-old son, so I, I know that feeling. Yeah. He's in L.A., so, oh. you know. It's far. Yeah, that of, it's but, far.
0: You know. I will say my oldest, and maybe this was a lie, but when she was looking for jobs, she said, I didn't want to be more than four hours away from my mom. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that that was a thing, you know. And so that that makes me feel good, you know. Not that I want to trap her, you know, because I'm not. But you know, I'm a, I'm only a four hour drive away.
1: So what is happening with you now that is just really getting you excited and inspiring you? And I know you've got a book coming out. Yes. You you you've got your hands in lots of different areas. <laughs> What, what is really kind of putting that kick in your step now?
0: You know, I was saying it earlier to you. Um, I feel like I've been climbing for many, many years. And I'm climbing and take a little bit of a break and then go back up the hill. And, and I feel right now at this present moment in time that I'm at the top, that I'm enjoying the view and that I'm seeing what else I could do and I'm riding that wave. So I'm in the mountain, I'm in on the ocean, right? Like I'm in both at the same time where I'm riding that wave, but I'm also enjoying the view and thinking, okay, what's what's next? I am super excited about this book. Um, This is my third book. And this company came up to me and, and asked me to write it. And I just think it's the most ironic thing in the world that this Hispanic Puerto Rican girl is going to write a book about Tallahassee and all the things to do, and people have no idea what there is to do here. So that that gets me really excited. I was very excited and humbled to be one of those 25 women to know. Elizabeth Ritchie was the one that said, you need to be there, and she got me here somehow. Um Work, it's going great. I mean, I, I love what I do. I've been doing it for a very long time, and I love all the different projects that I that I handle. I love the people that I work with. I, I love that. And then I continue to invest in real estate, so I'm kind of like growing my little pot on the side there. So all of that gets me excited. My kids get me excited. The fact right now that I'm running with my son, so I'm, I'm a big athlete. I love sports. Um, and love doing them, not watching them. Um, <laughs> so let's get that clear. I'd rather be on the field sweating than on the stand sweating. But my son is 15, and he asked me to come run with him. And when we run, he runs a little faster than me now because I'm older. But um, So I bike next to him sometimes, and he'll just say, all right, talk to me. And so here's a 15-year-old asking his mom to just, all right, talk to me. And then I'll start saying talking about something. He's like, okay, another topic. Or, okay, I want to really talk about this one. And what 15-year-old wants their mom to talk to them? You know, so that makes me feel really good. And then my youngest is just that child. Emma's a mini-me. Like, her energy, everything. I mean, everything that she does, I'm like, oh, girlfriend, I did that too. Oh, girlfriend. And... She, I just love her. She, I always tell her, I was like, "You are as bright as the sun. Don't ever let anyone take your shine away." I was like, "You're just you're too big for everyone around you." And if someone tells you you're being too loud, you said, "No, uh, -uh, this is this is who I am." If if your hair's too curly, if that like, her presence, like you just feel it. When she comes into the room, you know, my son is like quiet, shy, very loving, you know, and Nikki's like a combination of them both. But all of that keeps me excited. Um, Traveling excites me. I've been doing a lot of travel lately, so that's exciting also. Um, And then even just here, you know, at the end of the day, I love running our trails, so I look forward. (laughs) every week to hit in those trails. You know, they just, they've seen a lot of me. How about that?
1: (laughs) So are some of the trails included in your book? Yes, of course. Are you
0: kidding me? Do you know how easy that was? You know, when there was like the, the outside part to do of the book, I had so much of it. You know, I had started this as a dare back in 2016 with a friend because he was complaining, there's nothing to do in Tallahassee. It's not like D.C. where, you know, you have these books, 365 things to do, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I'm going to show you. And so when the com- the press company came up to me, I said, oh, I got this because I already had like 149 things written down. You know, I already had a bunch in in, in my journals from back then and it didn't include the spreadsheet from now. So... So, yeah, the trails are definitely in the book. I'm glad to hear it. So, <laughs> paint for me
1: and our audience, what would be your perfect day in Tallahassee? Oh, man, with or
0: without work? Like, are we working that day? No, like, <laughs> like you don't have to work. This yeah, is I don't your have day to work. Off. Okay, so um, this is my day off. I'm going to wake up. Um, I love watching the sunrise, but <sighs> sometimes I'm just too tired, girl. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, I get up, you know, I enjoy my back porch. So... I get up and I've been drinking coffee um, lately, which is something I've never in my life done. And I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm a disgrace to my people on that behalf. So I'm trying, guys, to 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 be better. Um, get a cup of coffee, go outside, read a little bit, overlook my pool, get ready, go in the trails. I will probably get lost there for like an hour and a half to two hours, you know, come back. Um, then... Realistically, I would love to hit the water after that. I'm totally fine going from one physical activity to the next, so all-day physical activity for me. So I would go kayaking either at wasissa um, or Wakola. Wasissa is closer to me because um, I live off of Buck Lake, so it's just a straight shot, um, depending on what I want to do. Um and then at night we have so many things that we could do here. I love live music, and I love music. I music to me energizes me. I feel it in my soul, in my heart, um, and especially if it's outdoor music. Like I just went to, um, oh man, there's this place, uh, Fish Camp, I think it is. It's all the way out by, by Timbers. Amonia. Yeah, by Lake Amunia. I I was in heaven. You know, you put outdoor music and then the hub at Feather Oaks that they just open up by the trail. So my kids and I already have, like, we're going to leave the house. We're going to bike there. We're going to enjoy live music. We're going to come back. And then we're going to go to another concert at the end of the night indoor. So that would be a day. And then I come back at the end of the day um, and go back to my porch again and uh, write at that moment. So
1: so you have you – are, you are filling so many boxes, you know, filling <laughs> so many things you're – creative muse with your writing, the work that brings you so much satisfaction, being a mother, Mm -hmm. getting that wonderful time to raise children, and then explore, like just explore this place we live in. Yes. You are definitely the person who is living your life full. Yes.
0: I I feel like I am. I know that I am. Um, You know, I've read a lot and I have taught – I have very good – older friends, and one thing that I hear constantly, whether it's in the books or my friends, it's like you don't want to get to the end and start regretting. You don't, you know, and they talk about their kids and they talk about their work and they talk about the things that they wanted to do. Um, so although I can't do it all at once at the same time, two months here, it's just little by little. I do all those things that I truly want to do in just in small doses. And I don't want to get to the end like, you know, a lot of them have and and regret it. And then there's nothing you can do. So I want to—because I don't know what tomorrow brings, right? Like, at the end of the day, it's today. I knew what the past was. I'm going to shape myself from it, learn from it, and, you know, try not to make mistakes or whatever. But today is a brand new day. And that's what I'm going to focus on. So.
1: Sounds good. I like it. Well— You know, and like this is a series called Voices that Inspire. Is there any people you hope to inspire with
0: how you live your life? I always – my children come first. Like I always think of my kids. I tell them – the reason I tell you all of the mistakes that I've made – is so that you don't have to make them yourself. You know, I've already learned them from you, like for you. So so don't make those mistakes. And I'm very open about talking about them because I think that was one of the things as we grow up, you know, nobody talks about those failures, right? Nobody talks about those, you know, we always want to, oh, it's so perfect, it's so this, it's so that. No, there, there's been some dark moments, you know, in, in everyone's lives, not just mine. Um, but what a, what a great gift to be able to, to give that voice to someone else. And so that when they're at that moment, maybe, just maybe they'll think, huh, I think I've heard about this before. Let me not go that way. Let me go this other way. So I definitely, my kids, number one. You know, just in general, like, you know, when I think of who can I make a difference for or with, you know, sometimes I the ons and offs, I get a little tricky. Um, just women in general, I think, we have come a long way and I am just the recipient of what the women before me have done. you know, I grew up in a time where I could do many things. Um, so I don't know what those struggles are that other women had to endure to get us where we are right now but but there's still a lot. I mean, again, I have many conversations with women in their 80s and women in their 20s and women in the 40s like I am, and it's just, There are some issues that are constantly there, so how do we, you know, change those? But I want to inspire those women. I want them to know that whatever it is they they can do if they work hard at it, right? Like it doesn't just come free, come overnight, you know, come easy, and and that's the thing. You have to work really, really hard for what you want.
1: It's true. Good Mm -hmm. advice. Well, is there anything else
0: you'd like to add? This has been a great conversation That's on you. (laughs) (laughs) So I am Ellie Rosario, business manager at Jackson Properties. I am an author. I am an athlete. I am a mom. I am a real estate investor. I am a friend and I am a woman. Thank you. Thank you.